Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and the sixth review for the Book of Boba Fett, which is pretty nuts. We're one week away from the finale, and uh, this was one heck of an episode. I mean, uh, we had so many returning characters and uh, familiar faces and plot lines that just kind of popped out of nowhere, things I did not expect to happen. And uh, we're going to be diving into all the conversation with... uh, our co-host Blake and our our friend Darian, who's been amazingly coming on here and there for all these crazy reviews. It's been awesome to have all these people to chat with, and uh, let's get into it. Another happy landing. Welcome back to the show, boys. Talk about. Sorry, what was that? Another very exciting episode to talk about. Yes. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And welcome back, Darian. Thanks, Josh. How's it going? Good, good. Things are going good. You know, it's, uh, it's a good show. It's been a good week. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks for coming back on. I mean, that's always nice. More the merrier. And, uh, you know, we're down a few people today. Calvin and Bryce couldn't make it, but... Uh, Wait a minute, Calvin's oh, right there. We're oh talking what? about Josh. Oh, there he is. There he is. I was waiting for you to introduce me. I was like, well... I didn't see his little are... profile picture pop, but there he is right there. Oh, welcome back, Calvin. I'm here. I'm here on the escape pod. You guys, uh, I, I took the wrong pod, the wrong the wrong hatch door. Actually. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't know Calvin was here this this escape pod is so small. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, behind you, Josh. I didn't hear the door. Here, let's play the door. Oh, there we go. There we go. There's Calvin. Now we're all in the same room. <laughs> now we're all in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool one. It was a really, it was a really cool one. Yeah, it was. It was great. Talk about. Definitely. Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, you know, initially off the bat, I mean. First thing worth noting is uh, is uh, this this episode was directed by Dave Filoni yeah, and it was. the only one of the whole season so far. I thought last week's was Dave Filoni as well. Last week uh, I believe Bryce was Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard, and uh, and then we've had we've had John do one, and uh, Robert's done like three or two or something like that, and someone else did one. New name to okay. the bunch. Uh, uh, Dave, he did the Ahsoka episode of Mandalorian as well. Yes. So he's done all Ahsoka content thus far. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Oh, he go. chooses all the good ones for himself. Hey? That's right. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, choose all the good. Well, I mean, they're his characters, right? So, I mean, he's you know, naturally going to. Oh, man, that actually. Right. Well, we'll get into Cad Bane later, but that makes me a little bit, a little bit disappointed a little bit. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, so, major spoilers ahead, you know, for anyone uh, who hasn't seen this episode yet. Um, we're going to be diving into major spoiler territory. So, uh, yeah, let's start off with Cobb Vanth. Still, uh, still whoa, 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 whoa. I got something even before that. Oh, yeah? So, I don't know if this has been there the whole series or if it's something I just noticed today. But when they're at the beginning, they do the Lucasfilm logo and they go through the masks. Yeah. And one right before Boba's. It looks like it could be Darth Revan's mask. Mm. It's what? At, yeah, timestamp one minute twenty two seconds. You sure it wasn't wasn't uh, a different? Um, it, I was uh, I was looking at a different mask, and I think it might be Revan. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'll try to pass you a picture here. Okay. Shot of it. Well, if that is uh, if that is true, then I don't know. Maybe they're. We were trying to slip us something. <laughs> right. Yeah. What did you guys think of this episode? I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Like, uh, maybe my favorite episode between Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Um, just, like, all the characters. Like, I said it on here, I think. Like, I've been waiting to see Cad Bane show up in live action. And, like, to do it and the way they did it, like, feel like an act, like a Western movie. It was just so great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Happy to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to jump right into that right away here? <laughs> and we'll let's, save it. Let's, uh, no, uh, 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 did you find it? I keep pausing at the wrong second. <laughs> what about you, Calvin? Yeah, I think my big takeaway was, like, um, seeing Luke Skywalker again um, and seeing, seeing like, uh, essentially a CG character playing, like, a huge, huge role. Um and I think for the most part, like it not not just not being distracting. Like it was like I I bought it. Like I there was times of course where you where you can you could tell you you're reminded that it's not Mark Hamill. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think for the most part, like they did a phenomenal job of of like preserving that character and giving him new life and and continuing his story. I thought it was mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, Especially definitely. just the sheer amount of footage they they did it in. Oh yeah, it's like half half the show. Which is crazy yeah. to think that like we saw him before in like one or two shots, right? But now seeing him like just be like I, I like I said I just forgot like I was like oh yeah this is Luke it's just it's like Return of the Jedi too <laughs> like yeah you yeah, know? yeah I like I agree at times I didn't even notice and had to like like oh yeah this is like it's it almost like it almost kind of it reminded me of playing like a Battlefront or something like a cutscene <laughs> yeah like where but it's better. like oh like but but way better like that's yeah. not that wasn't an insult that was just like. Like where you just kind of almost take it for granted. You're like, oh, there's the character that we all yeah. love. But then seeing it like just playing alongside real people and just interacting, like, oh man, it's so cool. No, it's so it's so true. I mean, uh, you know, watching this thing and and you know, all all I could think to myself was I'll, I'll pause it sometimes just to take it in. You know, on the second watch through, and it's picture perfect. Like it's it's like it's, it's like shots. he's there, right? And you can only kind of tell when he's moving around or if he's talking or something. Yeah. And like, to me, it was, I think, like, between 16 and 80% of the shots were really, really good. Yeah. And then there was a handful where it just, it's, it felt a little off. Yeah. I think it was because the, the face that they're putting it on was coming through too much, mostly around the jawline, I noticed. 
They, uh, yeah, yeah, they I certainly, um, I think this time around, it seems as if they may have deep faked it rather than did a CG, uh, which enabled them to do a lot more shots, right? So Yeah, that would explain how they got yeah, a lot more. Yeah, it also looks much better. And I know that last year or something like that, there was a big kerfuffle about this online, about how the guy who improved or fixed, you know, the CG Luke with deep fake got hired by Industrial Light Magic, right? So <laughs> there's a there's I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm not going to comment on that. Um, but I, I'm not going to. I can't. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on any of that. But I will. What I will say is, I think the effect works really, really well when he's when he's like moving quickly. And I think there was like there was just times where I felt like it was the actor's performance wasn't quite matching what Mark Hamill yeah, would have done. I agree with that. And I think that's where it where it slid a little bit. And I don't yeah. think it was photorealism that was being lost, but it was like maybe likeness. And it's Something just of it for me, well. and maybe this is what came across to you as well, Calvin, is the the audio to me the way yeah. the way uh, Luke emoted didn't quite feel like Luke at times, like yeah. he was almost too stern. He's almost like a robot sometimes. There's like yeah. there's no emotion. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't know if they're trying to make well, him like, oh, he's a Jedi Master. The now. voice or if um, it was just like compiled by a computer. <laughs> yeah, the voice is compiled by computer. That's they, why they, they, they said that in the gallery. That's why I series, thought the emotion yeah. was slightly no way. wrong. Yeah. I, that, kinda, is I that felt what you that. think? You think they did like they had someone perform the lines and then they did some processing on They top just of I think the way that they described it cuz they, they talked took, about they it. Took like a library of old they, they yeah. talked about it. yeah they fe they feed wow. this thing some data and then they, and then it spits out what they need at like if they type in what they want and then it just like deep spits faking it out. Voice. It's kind of like deep faking for voice, yeah, wow. for audio, which is pretty nuts. I like they, they that. can do that. Kind of scary. Yeah, it's kind of scary, right? But yeah, well, I mean, part of it maybe is just using like specific lines. Like, I don't know. It didn't sound like Mark Hamill though to me. Like it sounded like a, a really good voice actor. Hmm. Right. Um, right. But then at times it sounded like a, like a voice actor who was like he was trying to like do the lines but wasn't like wasn't like it interpreting it like yeah. he was just trying yeah. to be like mark hamill i think i feel like it would have been a better choice maybe just to have someone like okay you sound a little bit like mark hamill but interpret the character we should have got mark to own. read it and someone else to read it well mark was credited in the in the credits so i think yeah. maybe he is the one that feeds his voice into this thing and maybe i think so too Collect they they the use data. his face, so they might have to credit him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it all works, and you know, as far as this deep faking business goes, like I don't, I don't really know what's what's the actual true story on that. But that's that that's uh, that little thing is just kind of like the rumors what I heard online. But um, let's start off with Cobb Vanth um, because uh, this is this is where the episode kind of starts off. So Cobb Vanth is still acting as Marshal of Moss Pelgo, and uh, the standoff that happens between him and the pikes is like later sets up the skill of like him versus cat oh yeah, so i noticed that too yeah it kind of builds the suspense because yeah. like we've never seen that you know I, I guess they're just trying to set it up so that when it happens later people are like who's gonna win yeah right? and and then mm -hmm. are we gonna talk about the character oh sorry yeah so your your mask um that's oh, fennec no, shan's no. mask in the intro it didn't look that's like fennec shan. yeah that's fennec shan uh, her visor her visor thing but Sorry, which, which, which I think what you're saying, you're saying that it, like that set up the stakes for the the like Mexican standoff later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you exactly. know both of these people yeah. are very capable, and then it was like that wild gun, like the uh, the loose cannon, uh, young guy who like <laughs> ruined it, it all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He distracted the marshal for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What which character are you talking about? I was talking about. If we wanted to already announce like Cad Bane stuff. 
Oh, we already talked about it. We already, yeah. if people, it's major spoiler ahead, you know? Like, people know it's coming. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah, they d- I think they, they use that to really show Cat Bane's skill because, the, like, yeah. like we were saying, the Marshal yeah. was, like, really fast on the pikes. Yeah. And Cat Bane was fast enough to shoot him and the deputy before uh, Cogman could, could, like, respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they, you know, I'd actually make a strong argument to say that the deputy actually messed him up. Like, he actually kind of... Oh, it was definitely, yeah, it was oh. definitely... Looked a, over, a yeah. That, yeah. that guy was, like, going to cause problems at some point. Yeah. Um, and I think the purpose was to show these two very capable gunslingers. Definitely, um, yeah. And then, and then ultimately, yeah, um, obviously he was not quite quick enough. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, beating those pikes straight up, you know, kicks their, their spice into the sand. Um, so you guys, spice is drugs, right? Yeah, spice yeah. is like a drug. Uh, did you notice, that, did you get any strong dune vibes from, from the, the, yeah. the style of that spice? I think it's supposed to be because that's exactly what it was stolen from when George Lucas wrote the script. <laughs> spice? <laughs> yeah, same idea. It's supposed to be like the spices in the sand. Like yeah. The sand spice. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some, there's some definitely some sci-fi connections there with that. Um, and then, you know, we get the cut. Chapter six, from the desert comes a stranger. So I think, I don't know if it's for every episode, but but there's definitely a pattern of, of these Western style chapter names. If you haven't noticed, like I think the mm-hmm. first or second one was named after um, the title of an old Western book, and then one of the chapters in that book, and so on and so forth. So there's mm-hmm. a bit of a there's a bit of a pattern, kind of striking with these chapter names and stuff. Um. So yeah, we see Mando land on a Verdant planet, which um, I've listened to on my second run through. I I did the audio description. I don't know if anyone here listening is is um, or or participating is actually played any of these episodes with the audio narration on top of you know just listening to it it's actually really really useful um so i did it with captions and the audio description and sometimes it actually reveals some mm. information that's not visually comes Does across the planet yeah that like sometimes they'll say a character name even though it's not actually mentioned in the the lines of the characters right you just hear the person speaking because if it Wait, are you saying that those pikes were just like friendly people and Cobbans just shot them down and they have nice names and families <laughs> no <laughs> but uh but it, you know it, it's uh, it's very useful because it's like an accessibility feature for for the impaired you know vision wise so um so sometimes i like to, to to kind of dive in on that because that's actually what revealed the name of that ring planet when right. uh yeah so it's been useful before and so on my second watch throughs i've been using that uh to kind of help kind of write any notes down or whatever and uh, it's it's definitely worth noting that this planet that that Luke and Grogu are hiding out on does not have a name. Like they just revealed it as the Verdant planet that um, he's greeted by R two D two, you know. Verdant. Yeah, Verdant, like uh, okay. like a uh, foliage, you know, lots of trees, and you know. I had assumed it was Yavin because that's where Luke yeah, built his temple. And, and he's building. Yeah, he's clearly building a, a temple with these like ant robots. Yeah. Ant yeah. Robots. So if it was uh, if it was Yavin four, then we would have seen like a giant red sun or something like that, right? But um, the trees are also different. I noticed they, they made it a very... What if we're on the far side of the planet, John? <laughs> Ma- I don't know, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's worth noting, though, anyone who's actually read the, uh, the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book will notice that the architecture of the stone temple that they've been building on this planet with the androids is, is very eerily similar. 
So I think it's actually supposed to be the same planet yeah. that Ben Solo gets trained on. I think so as well. They yeah. alluded to that because yeah. Luke to Grogu says you'll be the first student of many at this temple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in the Last Jedi flashbacks, you do see kind of these fragments of that temple. And at that point in time, I guess maybe all the trees have been just completely mowed away. But yeah, it's uh, funny because I felt really bad watching that and that this like ancient temple had been destroyed. And yeah. I know, oh, we just need to get an army of robot droids yeah. to build it in like three days. It wasn't, that yeah, old. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't built by like an ancient civilization. It was built by modern technology. Yeah, exactly. And very recently and quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite quickly. Yeah. So how did Mando know to go to that planet? I imagine it's something off screen that maybe happened between him and Luke that you got a text. Yeah, I don't know, right? Like who knows? Cuz Ahsoka says the one line about like like I made him come to me or something or yeah. you made him come to me first. Like I don't know if that was like once he got to the planet R2 just like distracted him or something. Um or if R2 was the one that sent the signal or cuz like when he's flying in the ship it seems like he is some sort of a beacon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. And, he, you know, he maybe he's, like, uploaded the information from his uh, little tracking fob into his ship so that he can always find Grogu again. Maybe maybe it's something like that, like his bounty right. hunting He's still got the, the DNA tracker. He's yeah. got to find my iPhone on Grogu or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, inter- it's worth noting that this find planet is... Find my foundling. Find my family. That's what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, androids, you know, building the stone structure resembling the same style as the Jedi Temple in Acto. Or, uh, oh, sorry, Acto? Acto? I don't know. Um, but, it, it, like, the temple that gets blown up in the flashback with Ben Solo and, and all that is the same kind of structure as the first Jedi temples on this planet for the origin of the Jedi, right? So, uh, like, yeah. maybe, maybe Luke's already kind of at this point, diving into this old Jedi knowledge and and uh, re-exploring that by building his buildings in memory of that other stuff. Could be right? that. He could have found it already. Yeah. I know Leia points out that he just was looking for the, the temples. She doesn't say when he found them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, Luke and Grogu are training uh, in meditation, and and the, they're using telekinesis under a tree in the wild. Ex, you know, and he, uh, Luke explains to Grogu who Yoda was, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, and Grogu might even remember Yoda in a buried memory, like because naturally, like he was alive during during the Clone Wars era, right? So he probably would have remembered uh, Yoda if uh, I would have thought so, seeing as it's the only other person who would look like him. Unless he knew Yaddle. Yeah. Yeah. Before Yaddle. So we still vanished. don't know their species name, though, do we? No. <laughs> I don't think they're going to say, because that <laughs> was... Never going to tell us. The magical elves. Yeah, it was a point of the mystery when George wrote the character. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bold move of them to even, like, use that species at all in this show, right? I mean, I think we were all kind of blown away when we first saw Grogu for the first time. It's true. Yes and no, because it also... I think is a strong fan service point to draw people in. I'm like, oh, it's just like Yoda. And how many people thought it was a prequel to Yoda, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a little confusing for the, uh, the casual by viewers. Mandalorians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, such a cool moment, you know, like lots of um lots of strong vibes between Yoda and Luke and in this whole episode and it just made me think again because I've always wondered uh in the, in the expanded universe, the Luke did have an academy built in. He, I think, did he recycle the old rebel bases on 
Yavin. He like used those Masasi temples or something like that, or he oh, built. Yeah, he, he used, I think he used not the one from the film, but a different temple on Yavin that had yeah. similar architecture. Right. So these like big structures, right? Yeah. yeah so it, it was interesting to me that that they've kind of kept consistent with the sequel movies and how he retreats to this planet that the first Jedi came from. But he has no intention of actually going back to where the Jedi were 50 years ago or so, right? Like, he doesn't want to rebuild the Jedi Order on the foundation of the Republic. He wants to rebuild it in his own image, right, of, of his own experience of learning from, like, Obi-Wan and Yoda and, like, these people out in the wilderness. And Well, and he, he knows through Yoda and Obi-Wan that the original Jedi, they lost their way and they failed, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. He's trying not to retread their their uh, their failure, I guess, right? Uh, but I, I never really thought about that before. I was like, oh, well, I guess, like, here's, like, a very humble little temple that he's building, like, big enough for him and, like, three or four other students. Yeah, it was very small. Very tiny, yeah. And and because uh, in the duration of this whole episode, this stone structure thing is built, right, which took the ants, like, a day. <laughs> so... <laughs> Kind of interesting timing when when Mandalorian like arrives there, but uh, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of kind of funny. Like, oh, I was like, I guess he he doesn't he doesn't just go back to Coruscant, which is now safe, where you know stuff is normal again. He doesn't just take back the old Jedi Temple and clean it up. And that'd be a know. lot of work for one guy. <laughs> yeah, right. No, he's he's like he, well, he trained in the in the swamp and he trained in the desert and. On a ship and this well, and that, right? I th- so I think that can partially be answered out through when he's training Grogu in this episode. He's running through nature, he's climbing trees, and he looks at the valley and he talks about balance and the forest, right? Yeah. I think it'll be really hard to get into tune with that on Coruscant. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess he just... Fi- I mean, in the wilderness, I guess the forest is just kind of more present, right? It's just more flowing through all these living things and... Uh, maybe easier for for a Jedi to train in that in that kind of an ecosystem. In balance, I, guess. I think as well is a big yeah. part of it. Yeah, because he took Grogu up to the top of these bamboo trees at one point, and you know said like you know take it all in kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, they had a bit of a moment up there. And for the first time ever, we heard the Force theme. Yeah, in I these live action shows, like in yeah. that in that one scene right there. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we didn't even get it at the season finale of Mandalorian. Right? No, even though that was Luke. And yeah, it's supposed to be Luke's theme. Yeah, exactly. We we had we had a, like a different a different theme which is going on. But did, did you notice the uh, the generational teaching that was going on? I thought was pretty cool. How it's like Anakin taught Ahsoka, and this is the father of Luke. And then Ahsoka and Luke are both there training Grogu. Yeah. And then Luke trained from Yoda, but like passing generation that way too. It's yeah, neat. it's crazy, right? Like, yeah. like I think this is like the dream episode that we all thought, like, like oh, like fan fiction. Yeah, it's like it's like something out of fan fiction. I think like the first time that we saw Ahsoka come back in live action on these screens, like I think a lot of us were thinking, like, dang, like she's existing in the same time period as Luke now. Like, yeah. I wonder if they meet, mm-hmm. right? Like that was a thought that ran through my head not even like a year and a half ago, right? I'm curious to hear the conversations between them about Anakin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what she I like. mentions it for a second. She's like, "So much like your father." Yeah, one line. Man. Which yeah, that's so when it impactful. dawned on me. Like, oh yeah. Instantly, yeah, instantly, in my mind was like running. I was like, "Man," so I was like, "She, yeah, she was trained by him, and then watched him fall, and then he died, and now she's here with his son, who kind of saved him from his from himself." 
and now he's training more Jedi. Like, it's so crazy. He's probably all the conversations he wanted to have with Obi-Wan, but yeah. Obi-Wan is the Force Ghost at that point and probably isn't all too talkative. <laughs> and now Luke can ask her, like, all the questions about her, his dad that he always wanted to know and never got a chance to ask him before he died. Yeah. I just hope that she came up with some nickname to call Luke just uh, in revenge for being called Snips all the time. <laughs> Sky Guy Jr. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Sky Jew. No. There's, something, there's something I want to bring up about, about Luke and Grogu still. Um, it's, uh, it's this flashback that happens when Luke recovers a memory in, in Grogu's head. And uh, it's, a, it's an ability that we've seen Kylo Ren use, but it's also something that we've never really seen Luke used before, which is this force attribute to kind of recover someone's memory in their head, right? By, you know, doing that thing. So um, he recovers this memory of Order 66, which was like really cool. And I kind of jumped out of my seat when I saw that because for the first time since Revenge of the Sith, we're seeing like live action clone troopers again. True. Pretty sweet. Like it's, uh, I mean, they're probably, probably CG and not actually costumes just like in the films, but it was so cool to see that, mm -hmm. you know, again. And there's a lot of buzz about those Jedi kind of dying in front of Grogu and some, you know, speculation is like, was that Sindral leg and stuff? And I, I don't think it is. Um, oh, I have no idea. We see, uh, we see, we see Anakin fighting Sindral leg in the, in the hologram in uh, Revenge of the Sith. So I don't, I don't think it's him. Uh, but on the, on the doors, like in the hallway, people have been pointing this out online. It's, uh, there's Barris Offie's logo is like on oh. these, on these doors to either side. Yeah, there's a very like, subtle kind of logo and Barris for anyone who, who doesn't didn't watch the Clone Wars was a was a Jedi who who betrayed the order and and framed Ahsoka for a, a bomb that she set off in the temple and uh, she was eventually like just kind of kicked out of the order kind of thing but and arrested yeah she's arrested we never really know what happened to her we don't know if she was executed or whatever and and I'm starting um, to wonder if she was involved in the sacking of the temple uh I don't know but I mean like it, it's it's curious that they chose that hallway because like you know, like I, I don't. Maybe maybe it's a logo that's on other doors as well. But uh, in on Wikipedia and in uh, in the Clone Wars kind of conceptual art things that they use for like all their different assets, they put them online. Uh, it said Barry Barisoffi's logo or something like oh, that strange. or emblem. I it guess. could have just yeah. been her room. Yeah, it could have been. And, uh, I yeah. know the ev that those events weren't too far before Order sixty six. I don't think. Right. Like, probably within a couple. I thought it was curious that they chose that hallway of all places, you know? Just, like, really... Random. Uh, yeah, and we've seen that hallway in the Clone Wars as well, because Anakin goes to Barriss' room and confronts her about this whole bombing thing, so I thought that was kind of neat. I missed all that, but I was I was thinking through that scene. So they just left Grogu in a potato sack, like, on the ground as they're fighting these troopers, and then the troopers just ignore Grogu and run past? Because how would he really, escape? I don't really know. I think, he, here's the thing, I think we're going to get more of this. Like, I think we're going to see more flashback sequence, uh, similar to Din Djarin and how he's remembering yeah. every time he goes to the forge, he remembers more of his past. Um, so I think there's a, there's an, this is kind of the starting point where we start to now finally get that story of like how Grogu actually escaped the temple and yeah. who found him and who saved him and all this and that. Well, I think Ahsoka, we're gonna get that. Ahsoka explained it as some, they hid him in the temple. Yeah, it was he was hidden. Yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody rescued him, um, and uh, so I don't know if he was like stuffed in a vent or something <laughs> like that. Like who <laughs> knows? I'm not really sure, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's gonna be interesting. Like this is kind of the first flashback sequence of of a couple I think that we're gonna get in the future. 
So, what did you guys think of this flashback? Yeah, I just kept on expecting to see a Jedi scoop him up and run away and dick him. Oh, yeah. it's that Jedi, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pong Krell. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, um, uh, yeah, something uh, something else is um, with, uh, with Ahsoka, I mean, showing up. Uh, it's something she said. Do we know why? Like why she was on the planet and like? No. She, yeah, we don't actually. It's, it almost seems like it's like just like a coincidence, or I know I know she added value to the scene, but it's almost like they're yeah trying to advertise a bit for her series as well. Could be like it's just it's just great timing that Mandalorian arrived. She's also there. I think and, it's it's also yeah. a big part. Is she's probably like good like close relationship, if not friends with Luke. Because mm-hmm. how many they have they have people in common they know first yeah. of all, uh, and then there's probably not a lot of force users who would understand each other as well, right? Yeah, and and th- that could be a it's such an interesting moment that I feel like this show kind of skipped over. It's like the first time that they meet, right? And and it's a moment that I hope that we see whether it's in a flashback or something or another or in the Ahsoka show maybe. Um, it's something that I hope gets discovered to to yeah, audiences. At this right? point, Luke has only ever met. Obi-Wan as the only force user he's met, right? Yeah, Obi-Wan and Yoda, right? So like that's yeah, that's so he, hasn't, he hasn't met anyone who's at his stage of life or like can relate to him in any Right. Way. Yeah, like he doesn't but know you're anyone right. else. Just skip over that establishing scene is I mean, I maybe they won't, maybe they'll just go back. In in Mandalorian, in Mandalorian season 2, uh Ahsoka tells Din to go to Tython and put Grogu on the seeing stone or whatever, right? And that's when he he does his little thing and and uh and he, he that's where he communicates with Luke for the first time is like what I can tell. But um, I guess I guess Ahsoka wouldn't have known at that point that Luke w- was around or that he existed, right? Because otherwise she would have just said go. go to Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So um, so it makes me wonder like okay, uh, what's the timeline of events here? Like did they did maybe Ahsoka fi- like sense Luke through the Force when Grogu did his thing on the rock and like maybe that kind of like made a bridge between all these force users around the galaxy or something like i have no idea but uh, how would she have not heard about luke skywalker from the what's going on with the death stars and the yeah and luke was involved in like through the entire rebellion and we now we know ahsoka was involved in setting up the rebellion yeah but she disappeared she has that moment in rebels where she kind of goes away and she kind of has this skip through time moment where yeah you know she gets pulled through a portal and this and that and then so she goes d- on this spiritual journey and still when she gets back do you think she would have gotten in contact with somebody she knew and yeah would have heard what happened i know there, there's a whole lot of questions surrounding ahsoka that obviously need to be answered but you know faith and dave it'll happen <laughs> yeah because there, there was also a line is it a he says to her like will i ever see you again kind of thing yeah 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 exactly um, so yeah. like that does that mean like this is this was their first time seeing each other. We didn't see the intro, or do we like? Does Luke know she's going somewhere? Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't you know. know. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like the first time that they met because yeah, she he does say that, and those I don't know how long they've been hanging around each other for, but oh man, I just yeah. more spoilers. So she came back. She didn't bring Ezra with her. So that, does that mean Ezra's dead? She's still looking for him, right? So, like, still? Ezra's out there. I, well, that's, It's been uh, a long time. I, th- I think that's what the Ahsoka show is going to be about, right? So Ezra's, Ezra's doing something. Ezra's out there, man. We're going to see him. I, I'm convinced. I'm convinced we're going to get Ezra. 
Um, but uh, but th- yeah, that 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 line, by the way, like, will I ever see you again? It made me think of uh, when Anakin says goodbye to his mother for the first time, and uh, he says the exact same thing. He says, "Will I right. ever see you again?" And I thought that did seem a little emotional for a, a Jedi Master. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff that I noted down, like because Ahsoka says first, like, "So much like your father," and then they share like a long look and. You know, and then she takes her leave, and and then Luke says, "Will I ever see you again?" I'm like, man, like that is just like, it's like young Annie all over again, like right there. You know, like um, it just it's so cool to see this iteration of Luke Skywalker, or more of him, because Return of the Jedi. I mean, it's not a very common popular choice, but Return of the Jedi is my favorite original trilogy movie, and uh, and I love like the state of Luke Skywalker in that movie. Like the whole movie, he's just awesome. Like the whole thing, right? Like he's not whiny. He's not in training he's not like a kid that's messing up his stuff or losing hands or whatever like he's like he's just a he's a jedi and he's back you know and he's like he's um at the top of his field now trying to get things rolling again and he's actually up against his adversary and he he has this big epic finale with his own father and has to resolve all that and you know brings the empire down and everything like that it's just like such a good kind of ending for um uh for his uh Oh shoot! We lost. Uh, we lost the room. Um, it's such a good ending for his character, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it, you know to see that continued in these shows. I feel like it's the variation of the sequels that we all wanted originally, right? Um, so um, yeah, the uh, um, the Beskar chainmail. Um, it reminds me a lot of Mithril, um, which yeah. uh, Dave Filoni is a big Lord of the Rings fan, and uh, you know it was cool to see that connection again. Uh, just him bringing bringing Middle Earth to a galaxy far, far away once again. We did a full episode on that, and uh, making connections between between the two series. And you know, Dave being such a Middle Earth fan, like it's nice to see a lot of that. I'm curious though to actually understand what the difference in like strength and capabilities of Beskar chainmail versus Beskar plate armor actually would be like is it less efficient? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Like, maybe, but if you have something really pokey, it's less efficient. Here's yeah, it's true. Here's what I'm concerned. Here's what I'm concerned about is that we're actually gonna see Grogu get shot at some point, and it's gonna be like this whole like <laughs> psych kind of like death. Frodo. Of, yeah, like a Frodo, like you know. Stabbing situation. It's gonna be like, yeah, it's going to reveal to us that he actually took the Mandalorian armor when we thought he took the lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's going it to be, be something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, he's dead. Nope, he's not. He's just going to be kicked out he of just, the Jedi Order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What if Luke is keeping the shirt for himself? You have to wear like a glove. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you better not waste all that Beskar, though. That's true. Worth more than the whole village. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Luke just pieces and sells it. Yeah, he's got to fund the school somehow. What do you guys think he'll pick? Do you think he'll pick the lightsaber, or do you think he'll pick the armor? I think what could happen is he could end up like choosing the lightsaber, and then perhaps getting the best car like afterwards. Like maybe he's like, okay, now that you've chosen the lightsaber, you can have it. Um, I feel like because they made it, he's gonna have to. Well, yeah. And what I think is going to happen. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Keep, I'm saying, and ahead. the fact that we know, or, yeah, from the comics, we know Luke's students and Grogu isn't there. Yeah, we know, we know that Grogu. Oh, yeah. So here's another thing. 
Um, so Grogu, yeah, Grogu's not in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic, uh, but there was, uh, there is, there have been inconsistencies, shall we say, with the show's drawing off of the comics. Now they try to keep canonicity as much as possible. I've noticed, but I noticed Dave also isn't afraid to kind of diverge away from the rails. Uh, so we saw it, which a big one was when we saw the beginning of the Bad Batch. And Kanan Jarrus's origin story is like, it's not completely different, but it's just the the details surrounding the big plot points were completely different. So like he's not he's not originally pursued by the Bad Batch on that planet. It's he's originally pursued by, you know, a diff- bunch of different clones on a different planet, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and and there there's like a set of events that transpire around that that they changed for the show, and it's like it makes you wonder. It's like okay. I guess if you were to just skim across, like, Kanan gets caught in Order 66, Master dies, he's on the run from clones. That that all stayed the same. But the, the details were, were different, right? And the same thing happened in this ep- uh, episode with uh, Yoda's lightsaber. Yoda's lightsaber was destroyed. Um, Yoda's lightsaber was destroyed in the Darth Vader comic series in the first mm-hmm. volume of the Dark Lord of the Sith comics. And uh, Masamita <laughs> hucks it into this big, huge furnace thing and they 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 demolish all of the lightsabers and it sends up this like giant massive beam into the sky in the night sky of coruscant and it was this really like powerful moment for sidious who stood in front of like thousands of people and Hmm. are those books canon yeah all those books are canon so so like there's there's moments like that though where they've they've taken elements of those details and just kind of change them when they see necessary and I feel like the level, even though everything's canon these days, like there is certain, like a certain hierarchy to what they consider more important. So they're going back to the old G Lucas. Yes, G yeah, that, that's kind of the idea. Yeah. It's like they're going back to the old G level hierarchy of like what's more canon than other things. Yeah, and they're basically doing that again, but they're they're trying to keep it consistent. So you know, the backwards reasoning would be maybe like, oh, maybe Yoda made another one that looks the same, or maybe it just happened to not get destroyed when it was tossed in that big, massive furnace thing, and uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe it was a different lightsaber that looked exactly the same, yeah, but, you know, but no, it was supposed to be Yoda's lightsaber, right, but... but Luke it, was I the guess. last one who saw him after he died. Yeah, yeah, and you never saw him take it. You never saw him have one or not have one, so maybe he had it in his hut somewhere, Luke was like, I'm gonna take this. Up until this episode... It always made sense. It always made sense that Yoda lost his lightsaber in episode three, never got it before he ran away, right? And then the comic right. added one more level of detail to that. It's like, oh, on top of that, because he didn't find it when he ran away from Sidious, Masamita, I guess, like the clones maybe found it, whatever, and now they're just destroying all the Jedi lightsabers, that one included, because it was in the Senate chambers, someone found it, whatever. So, yeah, like it does kind of... It just builds on top of that original reasoning. And now that they brought it back, it's like, okay. I mean, it's not like a huge issue, but I mean, it's, it's just... It's not the first time this has happened. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, it's a small gripe. It's a small gripe that I've got that I'm like... Yeah, it's like Anakin's really? lightsaber like, reappeared for the sequels. Yeah, yeah. What would you have preferred? <sighs> I mean, I can see I can see why they Another small green like, lightsaber? Yeah, I don't know. Yaddles, like the significance, yeah, Yaddle's lightsaber. Yeah, the significance is that they brought it back because it's Yoda's lightsaber, right? Like they they brought it back yeah. intentionally because Grogu's of the same species. Luke was trained by Yoda. It's another passing of the torch moment, right? So, I mean, I, I can't really argue with that. You but know, I already I, I have the, the one line from Return of the Jedi that's canon that will explain the whole thing. 
No. Another there is. <laughs> we have to not for an idea. Yeah. There we go. Here's my take on it. I think that the show is about the Mandalorian and he went out of his way to create a gift for him. I think if he doesn't choose the Beskar, um, that's like a huge slap in the face to to the Mandalorian. What here's what I think will happen though. Or maybe maybe it's maybe I don't think this will happen, but this is what I would like to happen is for the choice to be taken away from him, like for the status quo to change somehow and him either not be forced to take a choice or um or like another option be given, I think. Because I think it's too simple just to be like Jedi or Mandalorian. I feel like I feel like there's going to be something else there. Right. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, um, I've also kind of thought about this as well. It's like maybe, maybe he does choose the Beskar, and then Luke has to go return him to the Mandalorian, and then he gets sucked up in this whole Pike situation as well. Right. I think mm-hmm. that'd be interesting if Luke was involved. In yeah. That. Yeah. Then they have a Jedi on their side. That's not something I would have expected at all. <laughs> I didn't even expect this entire episode to be the way That's it did. That's true. <laughs> I thought they were going to skip over this whole point. Yeah. I, I joined in the last right episode. back to Boba Fett. But did he have any lines in this episode? Did no. He, not a single just, one. <laughs> yeah. He just stood there <laughs> looking at it for a minute. There was yeah, a... Uh, what's the show called again? All the speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in all honesty, though, like you know, it's true. Like, as, as like, actually, I don't have a gripe with that. It, it is a minor criticism that they have a show called The Book of Boba Fett, and that they don't feature Boba Fett. But Two it is something where he doesn't speak. Yeah, yeah. But it is something that you and I have talked about on the Bad Batch, and like you know, saying uh, we would love these story arcs like Clone Wars did, where it kind of pulls away from the main group of characters, and that's kind of like what this show did, but in in kind of a on another perspective, it's like, well, there's only seven episodes. Yeah, I was just saying, so that's like, the only difference. That's the only difference, right? If and it was uh, a 15 or 20 episode season. Yeah, if it's like, if it's like Bad Batch or Clone Wars, where it's like you get 22 episodes, then yeah, that, of course I want to see other yeah. characters here and there. But I mean, when you got seven episodes, it's like, okay. Uh, but to be fair, the other the ones that haven't been, been focusing on Boba have been the best ones. <laughs> I know, which <laughs> almost makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, it makes it makes it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to think of that. It's got to be leading up though, right? So it was probably. What if the whole point of this was they needed to get the people of Freetown, formerly known as uh, Mos Pelgo, yeah. to, to join up with Boba, and this was the only way they could loop that all in, and then they just right, expanded right. from there. It could be something like that because I think at, at the end. Uh, the Mandalorian needs to be involved and involved with more people on Tatooine, and it's all interconnected. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And actually, thanks for bringing up Freetown, by the way. So Freetown, Freetown was actually referred to Freetown as Freetown in the aftermath books that you and I read, and and you know in the show they called it Mos Pelgo, but then in this episode they kind of confirmed, yeah, this is Freetown, and now officially. Henceforth, will be known as Freetown. But Even though at the very beginning, to the <laughs> yeah. Pikes, he says, "From that to the end of that dune sea over there to the horizon line, this is all Moss Palgo." Yeah. And then yeah. the next guy's <laughs> like, "It's Freetown now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that they that they did that though, because it's like it kind of connects the dots a little bit more. But yeah. So you know. So just to like make it seem like a retcon. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like uh, it's like calling Canada like the Great White North. You know, <laughs> it's like all right, it. It's another way to describe the same place, but is it the official name? No, it's just the nickname. I don't think anyone would call the Great White North an official name. 
<laughs> no, it's like that's the nickname, right? That's like that's like using Freetown for Montpelier. What does that make uh, Antarctica, the Great White South? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, did you guys notice the Jawas had taken that crate dragon skull? And yes, just is that what that was? It? Yeah, they yeah, strapped it, it through a sand crawler and just sporting how it. How did they like get a, it up there? I yeah. don't know how they got it up there, man. But that's impressive. That's a heavy piece like of bone. Legend, like a hood ornament. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a quarter of the size of the sand crawler. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the rib cage of the crate dragon was now used as a as a it's decor. The bar. Yeah, it's inside the the saloon in 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 Freetown. <laughs> Yeah. So they're Again, all a lot of work. taking their pieces from the big, the big, uh, the big dragon that got what killed. What was off. left for the sand people? What the they pearl. Take? They they got the they oh, got they, the. Um, did they get the pearl? They got the pearl. They got the pearl. Yeah. yeah. The pearl, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let, let's the other pearl that the uh, Jawas took. Was the, the Jawas? No. It was yeah, the, from the from that's from the mud horn. Oh, that was the egg. Yeah, the Jawas got the egg from the mud horn, and then they chopped off the top and oh, started right, eating all the egg. yellow stuff. Yeah, the pearl was yeah, the pearl was for the Tuscans. All these things inside other things. <laughs> all right, let, let's talk about Cad Bane for a second here, because um, Cad Bane is a very uh, big character in in the Clone Wars. You know, he's he's supposed to be the biggest, baddest bounty hunter of the time. And then there's an arc that we never got, which was when he gets shot in the face by Boba Fett in an arc that was unfinished to the Clone Wars and stuff. You know, we saw the proxy animation for all that stuff at one of the celebrations in the past. And then he pops up in in Bad Batch. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess he lived. And uh, they kind of confirmed that that Clone Wars arc still happened because they oh, gave him really? this metal patch on his head. Yeah, they had like a like a big, huge, like metal um, plate on the, yeah. what was it, the left side of his skull or something like that. Yeah. So I guess they kind of confirmed, like, yeah, he was shot in the head and, I guess, lived because he's alive. Um, and uh, I did not expect him to show up in the show at all because, uh, I don't know, he hadn't shown up in any kind of big event in the comic books or the novels or anything any time between Clone Wars and now. But did to work for the Empire at all? Yeah, like, it was so, uh, it's so, so, I mean, now they're going to backfill all those stories, but... Uh, yeah, it was just such an interesting. The next uh, special edition, they're gonna add him into the like uh, what executor starship, <laughs> yeah. right? Next Darth Vader, the Disney Plus edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah Cad yeah. Bane will be like shoved in in between like uh, like Dengar and uh, like Bosk. <laughs> that was an interesting line though when he said that uh, Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked f- with the Empire. He kind of resents him for that. That's true. Yeah. And, and the fact that he but actually he said he's a cold-blooded killer was the first time, I think, that Boba's ever come across that way in this entire show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I said the exact same thing. I'm like, wait, is he cold-blooded here? Because I thought he was a Bantha petter. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bantha scratcher. <laughs> Bantha scratcher. No, that's a good point. I feel like a, a scar would have been cool, too, on him, hey? Like something else to show. Because, like, in Bad Batch, yeah, we saw the metal plate, which most likely confirmed the arc, but, like... Know, a scar or something under his hat would have been kind of cool when he like tilted up his head. Yeah, yeah. Just something to confirm like those that. events did happen. So does it also mean that Boba Fett technically at that scene didn't earn the title of baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy? Because at this at the point in the in the Clone Wars arc, just to explain to everyone, yeah, Boba was Cad Bane's apprentice at this point, and Cad Bane was teaching him to be how to be like the best bounty hunter. And as we saw, he's a very old West style character. And that's how Boba got his Old West styling, as opposed to Django. Mm-hmm. 
And so eventually Boba and Cad Bane part ways as they have a they have differences that arise and they end up having a high noon duel and they both shoot each other in the head at the same time and that's how Boba gets the dent but he becomes the biggest the baddest bounty hunter because he kills Cad Bane yeah. but now Cad Bane lives so they both get hit in the headshot at the same time yeah. so does that mean that's no longer the case? well I, yeah and that's the thing right Like I think it kind of reduces the significance of Boba taking that title a little bit and, and that, was, that wasn't because of this show that was because of Bad Batch bringing it back but, but now that he's showing up now, it's like, okay, well, now he's been around this whole time. Like, what's he been doing? <laughs> you know? Chilling. Yeah. Running spice. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Working for the pikes, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're right, though. Like, it's it's just like a weird kind of, like, uh, what does that mean for for this relationship between the two and, like, what's been going on? Maybe right? he's been retired this whole time and the pikes just offered him enough money to bring him out of retirement. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I'm maybe. getting too old for Shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i mean it, it might be like my, maybe a fennec thing as well maybe maybe some pikes like just came across his body and like yeah let's bring this bike guy back and then they you know right. patched him up and now he owes them a life debt or something yeah because bad know. batch they he was pretty slow is he always that slow like was that just for like i think suspense was, yeah i don't know i think I, it's, it's worth keeping in mind he is older at this point like he's supposed to be quite a bit older than uh than his yeah. Wars appearances right but and in Clone Wars and Bad Batch, he was already, like, easily kind of in the... Mid-30s. Mid yeah. Cad Bane? To, like, 40s. He's I got, think. like, wrinkles and stuff down here, right? So, like, I don't He's know. He's an alien. I mean, you don't know how fast they age. I would, I would kind of pin him in his 50s, like, back in... Then? The, yeah, back in the Bad Batch or Clone Wars or something like that. So and now then, he's what, like... So now, he now like, he's, like, in his 70s or something. I thought he was in his, like, 60s or 70s when I heard, like, the the voice acting like what's funny sounded yeah old. he sounded pretty old his and that's voice a long here walk, right like uh, it's a really long walk so <laughs> yeah that was, long walk. That was yeah, why, why he's a ship that's, that's a horse theater or something <laughs> purely for visual aesthetic him yeah. walking yeah. into the town yeah when did you guys know it was him like that oh, first, first shot when yeah. it was blurry. oh right away yeah first shot for sure. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. From the moment i saw the hat it, it made me think yeah. of a it made me think of a, a quote from clone wars and uh when ahsoka looks over at anakin's like oh look there's cad bane he's like how can you tell? And she's like, who else wears a hat like that? <laughs> and yet the hat wasn't big enough. Yeah. The hat looked too small for Cad Bane. Yeah. It, wasn't quite, it looked like Blondie. Like, yeah. the man with no name, you know? Like, it wasn't quite big enough. Yeah. He has, like, a sombrero-sized white hat yeah. normally. Yeah. And then um, and they, they, there was a Clone Wars arc where they... Where they also kind of made fun of that. I think it was when it was when Obi Wan's undercover as uh, Racco Hardeen as the bounty hunter, right? And they're gearing up at this uh, this pawn shop, and he says to Cad Bane, he's like, "Your Cad Bane," kind of looking around the shelves, and he's like, "Now all I need is a new hat." Yeah. And then <laughs> and then Obi Wan is like, "Is like, you know, for someone trying to blend in, your hat sure makes you stand out." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, like that's his thing. Yeah, that's his thing, right? And then uh, I saw a meme online where it kind of stitched those two things together, or whatever. And it's like, who else was a hat like that? And then there was just a picture of Dave Filoni beneath. Yeah, yeah, he's got the same hat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good, funny. Yeah. So why does he look different than every other Duros? <sighs> yeah. So I don't know. Well, well, let's just go around and what did you guys think of the appearance that he had? Like when he kind of lifts up his he head. Was a yeah, I didn't realize he was a Duros. I didn't realize he was the same race. I yeah. thought he was like a unique race, like, like on his own. Like the mouth of Sauron in Star Wars. 
<laughs> well, I just didn't know that it, he was like a common alien like that. Like until I had researched it, and I was like, oh wow, he's actually he doesn't look how I expected. But it's Josh. I know he showed us like a side by side. Yeah. Earlier, and the uh, the proportions of the head are not the same. And we've no. seen multiple duros all hanging out, and they all look pretty similar. His mouth is too high, high up on his nose. Too high. Like, his yeah. head's not wide enough as well. Right, yeah, his head's not wide yeah. enough. It's and His jaw is not thin enough, and the lo- the nose isn't long enough. And it, it was just, like, disproportionate. But, um, you guys see, like, the on YouTube, someone had, like, fixed the proportion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay, so that, like, yeah. It looked so a lot better. It, it yeah. looked a lot better. And there was some people on Twitter really bashing that. They were like, wow, what, this doesn't need fixing. Like, of course, Clone Wars is stylized. But then I was like, yeah, well, yes, it's stylized, but they didn't stylize a Duro's that far that it no. looks so different right like i look at the the, the old uh uh ga- you know the rubber masks and stuff that they used in in a new hope in the cantina and the live action that's version. what they should have referenced was yeah that. exactly and then they should have also referenced what they did in battlefront 2 with the rebel doros that you play as in uh, he's one of the campaign yeah. or maybe it was in uh, star wars squadrons but he, he was a character that he showed up and he was a doros and he looked live action and stuff like that look great like look fantastic and so they should have referenced those sources to make Cad Bane and then then add in the details that makes him look like Cad Bane, right? Yeah. Like, they shouldn't have just slathered some prosthetics and blue makeup on some dude and expected it to work because, like, it was almost there. It was almost there. Yeah. Guess, like, if you guys had to guess, like, assuming that, like, hundreds of conversations happened about this character before they ever shot right. it. Which I would have guessed. Why, like why would floating, you say so. that? Yeah. Why would you assume that happened? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was Dave Filoni directing this episode, too. But then again, I had complaints about Ahsoka's... Um, headtails? Headtails, or her mantrails, or whatever they're called, right? And, um, and uh, you know, the, the length of them didn't line up with... Yeah, they had an explanation for that, though. And it was because she was doing a lot of acrobatics. Yeah, they were getting, yeah. They get in the way. Yeah. I know, so she yeah. cut them? Uh, no. So they retconned them. <laughs> no, they retconned them, yeah. They, they retconned the size of them. Uh, in Rebels, th- she's got them down to almost her almost her waist. And then wow. they brought them up to her chest, like, for, for like Mandalorian. Yeah. I don't know. To me, I think it would have was just an oversight. I don't know if they maybe had something, like, they started with something on set that just happened to be proportioned wrong, and then they... CG'd or whatever on top of it, and it just never lined up properly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. Well I can like see why they would have spent like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on it. Like, why? probably. They, yeah. it's, I I think it's a creative decision, and I just wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I d- it's probably just a creative change to to do whatever. But for Cad Bane, it's just like I think they just really messed up. Like, I think it was just a uh, this looks great. Let's go with that, and didn't Could really be. think about side by side like is it really there or you yeah. know like or if if we film it like this what can we do to improve it in post they probably just ignored that and just went with what they had on on yeah. lens and right. i don't want to like i'm super glad the character's here we'll oh yeah yeah oh 100 these are very minor gripes yeah these are minor gripes yeah i'm not saying i'm not com- like you know i'm not completely trying to make it and look bad or anything like that and, just and the quality of the cg was super good it's just yeah it looked proportionally not what we expected. there was also no toothpick <laughs> yeah, true. yeah, it's true. Yeah, and I found it felt at times he couldn't close his mouth all the way because of the he had like f- fake teeth in. Yeah, and he had like yeah. bu- like buck teeth. Those are weapons. Like, buck teeth or like sticking through his lips. I thought it looked kind of goofy. 
<laughs> or or when he closed his mouth, it was just kind of like, yeah, like too much, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, it looked a little goofy, but you know, I, I'm super stoked that he's back. It's honestly like, um, it, it's it's uh, it's the same reaction that I had when he showed up in Bad Batch. Honestly, like it was like, dang, like this is this is cool. Like this character is like back, and it's uh, uh, you know, he's back and he's um, on all his glory kind of thing, and. Uh, twice now that I thought, oh, maybe he's met his end. Uh, maybe in Bad Batch season two, I think we we speculated about this like at one point um, uh, that uh, maybe he uh, maybe he would have the same kind of arc from Clone Wars as Death in the Clone Wars that they were just gonna change it over and you know make it happen in the Bad Batch. But yeah, you know now that's obviously not gonna happen. Maybe maybe they are going with the Clone Wars thing. That's why the metal plate's there, and now it's just kind of he just lives and here he is, right? But now we have the perfect setup to have a live-action version of the same duel. Yeah, and now they Boba can make it happen on live-action screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, so we're getting really close to that 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 moment where yeah, maybe they maybe all this thing has been leading up to. Or maybe Dave it'll, wants this it'll on be screen, right? It'll be Din Djarin, and Din Djarin's gonna get a dent in his helmet. <laughs> yeah, in the same spot. Yeah. Um, minor gripe as well. The we- the the guns that he's got didn't sound the same as they always have in animation, and it's the same gun. So it, he has a very unique sound, kind of like Django's Westar blasters. They have a very unique like mm. tang at the very yeah. end of each each uh, blaster bolt, and they didn't make Cad Bane's sound effects for his guns happen, which was kind of a shame, but. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm super stoked that we got him back. So, um, Calvin, I know you haven't actually gone through the whole Clone Wars animated series and all that stuff yet, but, um, you know, what were your thoughts on seeing this guy come back or show up in the first yeah, place? Yeah, right? I, I kind of knew who this character was, um, and so when I saw the hat, I knew who it was right away. Um, but I had no, um, I had no like, previous experience of, or expectation. Um, that does, I feel like everything you've mentioned bugs me now that, like, now that you've <laughs> pointed, that it's out, pointed even though it out, I don't know. <laughs> right. Because when, when a character has an iconic, like, sound that represents them and then you change it, like, that bothers me. That yeah. really bothers me. Or, or, like, simple decisions that, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if the decision was, like, difficult or, or if they were on set and that's all they had or, or who knows. Like, who kn- I, I really couldn't even tell you, like, how much of that is CG and what's a plate, but, um, but it is a shame when you see that kind of thing happen when it's like a character that you're like, oh, if you would have just done this, it would have been like 10 times yeah. better. But, mm. um, I thought his character was really cool. I really liked uh, the voice acting. Like, uh, I don't know if it's the same character. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's the same yeah. guy? Um, same guy, yeah. That's funny because I thought the voice was different. I thought it was less gravelly than it was in the cartoon. I thought it sounded different too, yeah. But I think maybe the direction was to make him sound older, right? Mm. So, But it was less gravelly. It was less gravelly, but it was almost a little uh, deeper. And yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like, if they if their intention was to make him sound older, they certainly kind of made him sound different. That's for sure. Like a little different, right? The first line was top notch. They nailed it. And then after that, it kind of hmm. kind of settled a bit. And it, and I was like, oh, it doesn't sound quite the same. Maybe he's just speaking in a different register. That but maybe uh, maybe not as much out loud kind of thing maybe it's not coming across as growly or maybe whatever voice modulators they used for clone wars didn't get used again or something like them. yeah who knows right like I, I don't really know what happened there but the website went down since store 2004 <laughs> yeah i mean uh i mean it's also it's also uh i i'm trying to remember what he sounded like in bad batch because that was obviously the last time that that actor 
played the character, but I think they must have got it right because I didn't notice anything different. No, I didn't notice anything different there. Did you, did you Darian, notice anything different? There? No. Maybe it's just the fact that, like we're seeing it live action versus animated. Like, we should get soundtracks. Yeah. I don't know. This is an this is an audio based thing. We should just play two soundtracks side by side. <laughs> yeah, let's. You know what? Hold on a second. Uh, Cad Bane, Boba Fett. Let's let's take a look at this. Take a look at this. Um, so we got uh, we got a clip here of uh, Cad Bane from Episode Six. Yeah, let's take a take a listen. Can you guys hear that? Something wrong, Marshall? No. Mm-hmm. I doubt that. He's a bounty hunter. And you smart. The kids got it all okay, figured out. That's him from Bad Batch. And then this is him from Book of Boba. And you. It's lower. It's a bit lower, yeah. It's lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's Did a bit you more. Hear it? B- Darian? B- I deep. can't hear it. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All that effort for nothing. <laughs> All right, but it but it's but it is a little bit a bit lower, yeah. Um so yeah, uh you know, but cool to see the character return. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about this uh, this possible death scene of of <laughs> combat because you know the standoff happens. He's not dead. He got hit yeah. In the arm. If you listen to the the like the, the captions, they yeah. kind of say like bring him inside and like that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, actually, I think one of the characters, still. one of the characters, funny little Easter egg says, uh, uh, "Get the stims," and this is a reference to what they started calling mm-hmm. small kind of Bacta vials in Jedi Fallen Order. Which and was they had those uh, in Kotor, right? The stims, like the that's right, yeah. Stims, okay, stims yeah. Ones. yeah, yeah. So it's been in a couple of games, I guess, that they've used. They the, also the term. called it that, I think, in the uh, commando books. Did they? I okay, so. maybe they called stims. I know, I know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, is, I know this. Sorry, is Co- is like if Cod Banth leaves him alive, is he like no longer the baddest ba- bounty hunter around? Because like, like, shouldn't he know how to deliver a killing shot? Yeah, I'm just so know. worried about that deputy. If he's if he lives, it kind of I don't know, kind of, kind of undermines his reputation, in my opinion. Unless True. But it serves the, the story. Warning. I don't know. Because was he trying to send a warning or was if, he trying to kill him? Because they were on the fence about helping them fight the Pikes, and now they have no reason not to help. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure it serves the story, but I'm saying that. Yeah, he only shoots him once too, where he shoots a deputy mind. like two or three times. Or five. <laughs> Yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, it was to kill. The That's deputy, the yeah, the deputy's gone. I think, but uh, I, I slow, I slow mo played the Cobb Vanth shot, and it did look like it hit his upper right shoulder. Yeah. So I think he's actually still alive. And judging by the people's reactions and stuff, and them saying get the stims, like okay, he's probably still breathing, but definitely you know critical injury there. So it could uh, be a warning shot. Yeah. Like don't mess with us. Right. Yeah, maybe. But also, I mean, the deputy not not he kind of messed. Cobb Vance shot up, but at the same time, maybe that's why Cobb Vance lived because he was actually focused as well on hitting the deputy as well. So maybe his shot was right. a little more sloppy in that sense, right? So maybe at, in, on the one hand, he kind of, yeah, he took a blaster shot because the deputy kind of made him mess up, but at the same time, he also probably lived because because of that event, right? It also could be because he's a he's just a little rusty because he's been retired for the last thirty years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. 
but yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, more stuff on uh, on uh, Tatooine happening. Uh, the Pikes blow up Garza Flips uh, Cantina, and uh, we may have seen the last of that character, which is r- really too bad because uh, she looked fine. <laughs> this is uh, the Twi'lek. We're talking about the Twi'lek in that. In that ah. You're not talking about Max Rebo, are you? No. <laughs> no you're talking about the uh, the male server. No, the uh, <laughs> yes, the male server. Ah, so. uh, but yeah, yeah, Max Rebo. I think uh, I don't. I, I didn't see him. So maybe he had the night off or yeah, something like that. I was wondering that too. Because when they showed the band, they showed like the guy that looks like a brain. I don't know what um. Like the bit. You know that guy. You know, the guy with that plays like the the clarinet thing or whatever that is. Yeah. The. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, but they did. They did, usually they show Max Rebo beside him on his little piano. Yeah. But he wasn't there. Well, <laughs> let me say this as well. Max Rebo was on Java's. He was, barge yeah, he when was the on barge Java's. Was exploded, barge. so he already survived an explosion once and was left for dead in the desert. So. Big explosion. <laughs> He's just. Yeah, maybe there's something about his species just immune to flames. I guess so. It's all that blue. Yeah, he's like uh, he's like that Devronian guy from uh, Mando season yeah. one. You know, the demon-looking person. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, just Satan. completely immune to the flamethrower. Yeah, maybe Max Rebo's like that. <laughs> or just every single time maybe they could do a robot chicken episode about this maybe every single time an explosion goes off he just happens to like go to the bathroom or like you know <laughs> yeah. take a smoke or something like that right like do, do something right that place he's just, at the right time yeah always at the right place at the right time and is yeah he looks back and then the place that he was just playing at is like in flames and <laughs> everything's dead well guess I'm on to the next gig oh man I need yeah. another gig now <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah that was cool um that was the uh, that was the move. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was a direct attack on Boba Fett's protectorship, right? Because that was that was kind of a, an assault yeah, on his Boba's town. town, right? And it's yeah, it seems like it's I guess the only bar anyone goes to that is. I guess there. so. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we're talking about um, Mos Espa, right? So this is like a bustling place, and, uh, and they you know, pay their tribute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe maybe next episode we'll we'll have an attack on Mos Eisley, but uh, that would be a shame to see that cantina blow up. Everyone loves that cantina, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was actually kind of kind of interesting. I think it th- it's going to raise the stakes for Boba, right? Because he's not oh. just faced with them trying to take the Jabba's temple. They're they're he's actually faced with we've got like no people, and we got to protect like this city. You know, what are we gonna do, right? Yeah, because they, in the very small scene that Boba was in, uh, Fennec says that the, uh, basically the cyber people were like they're the ones who are like patrolling the streets right now for like protection. Yeah, they don't have enough people to if then all that war breaks out. The mods. Mods. I was just looking at my notes for the yeah. name. Yeah. That's what it was. Moderators. Yeah. 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 The mods. <laughs> the, yeah, moder- the moderators. Yeah. Moderators of Mos Espa. <laughs> <laughs> The mods are my favorite character of Star Wars that's ever produced. Oh, Along really? With their speeder you should uh, switch to Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Still hoping they're going to die next episode. <laughs> we need some cannon fodder. That's why they're here. Yeah, uh, Let's talk about Grogu's choice for a second, because um, I know we already went over this, but um, we never really... Wait, did we talk about what we might happen? What happened? I don't know. I thought I talked about what what I thought might happen. I just think you, he's you not going to choose. I think he's not going to choose, or is ch- the choice is going to be taken from him. Right. And do you think we'll see the choice by next episode? Like, or do you think this is going to carry on to like Mando season three or something? 
Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, uh, I didn't even see this entire episode happening in the first place with this focus yeah. on Luke and Grogu. But yeah, that's a good. I, I mean, it's definitely another piece of recycled speculation that I mentioned last week because you know I thought we'd see Din Djarin just leave and then come back or something like that, and that's yeah. that's where he was off screen, kind of doing his business. But in this episode we expect it to be about right. That. Yeah, and so so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe well, a cameo the by <laughs> cameo by Tamara Morrison. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, you're right, though. I mean, uh, you know, we very well could see another episode, just the finale focusing in on on more events that just lead us into Mandalorian Season 3. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's very possible. Well, it's got to right. be some sort of finale-esque story. Right, right. There's also there's also a lot that has to be cleared up, though, within like the Boba Fett storyline. And considering it's the last episode, yeah. probably only 50 minutes long, that's not that much time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got like a whole battle to settle kind of thing. So I think I'm, I'm really curious to see where they go with this episode. Yeah, because like, yeah, there's a lot to resolve. I agree. Uh, to add to that, it did, it does feel like there's there's not gonna be enough episode to really build up and finish it off in one episode. Yeah, which with two episodes being missing from a Boba Fett storyline, essentially, it does feel like they almost wasted time or squandered it. It's for yeah. this specific story. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I guess we don't know. Like, we knew we knew it was going to be seven episodes, but it, there could still be season two, no? Like, or did they say like we're only doing seven episodes? Oh well, they, for this show, it's just the seven. Yeah, I mean, so there isn't going to be a Boba Fett season two. Not that I know of. Uh, although they, they could pull a post credit thing again, and then you know, right? That, that's finish the story. Yeah. yeah, like Book of Boba. Book of Boba lives within the post credit announcements, right? Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it could be a thing where we see the last episode, post-credit scene comes out, uh, the book of Boba Fett will continue, you know, 2023 or whatever. Right. Yeah. It could be something. 2024. Like probably. 2024. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of Star Wars shows happening this year. So the next That's one that I mean, we're getting yeah. is Andor, then Kenobi, then Bad Batch season two, then Mandalorian season three. It's a lot of Star Wars happening this year. Is Ahsoka in there too though? Um, Ahsoka. Oh yeah. You know what? Is Ahsoka this year? I don't know. I kind of thought it was. Can't remember. Uh, there's literally so many. Yeah, there's there's so many Star Wars shows. I can't keep, can't, almost can't keep track anymore. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Ahsoka show is also kind of on the roster. Um, uh, it's I know I think. I hope it's called that. <laughs> Welcome to the Ahsoka show. <laughs> <laughs> like the Star Wars show. That's right. This week on Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's I'm just looking at the page here and. Doesn't really say a, it could a, just not be a date. A date yet? I don't yeah, know. I don't think they have a date yet set up for that. But it's possible though that uh, the post-credit scene could even be a segue into that show as well, because we've had so much of Mandalorian <laughs> in this in this season that you know I'm I'm sure the the finale will segue into Mandalorian I hope season it's just three. Ezra floating in space. But <laughs> yeah, it could be like it could be some a some throng. Ahsoka business, right? And or maybe they'll announce like a completely new show and and. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a it's a it's a possibility that after the finale of Book of Boba, they will announce something more, which will be maybe like the this this crossover show that we're supposed to get in the future of all these shows kind of mingling together, right? Uh, but uh, could Thrawn have anything anything to do with? I could be way off here, but like could the, like could he be with Cad Bane at all in that whole operation? 
Or would that just be like not make any sense? I don't know. He seemed a bit disdainful at Bolo work for the Empire. So I, I think maybe Cad Bane is probably the kind of guy that would stay away from. Yeah, I don't think so. So do you think Cad Bane is kind of like the top of what's going on there? Or is he just like no, a I, higher I, person? I personally think Cad Bane is working for the Pikes. And the Pikes are moving in on Java's territory because Java's dead. Yeah. But do you think and there's anyone more substantial above that, like kind of watching over it, or just like no? A pike? I think that's just a uh, like an underground, whatever you know, part of part of the galaxy. You know, all the uh, crime syndicates, whatever. I think that's just something that's localized to that. And I still expect Thrawn to show up, but I think he's going to be like an, a, a bigger threat that's not really going to show up until mm-hmm. we get to the Ahsoka. That's my guess. Yeah, and I think right. it'll be completely unrelated to the Pike stuff. Yeah, I think the, I think the whole Thrawn thing is supposed to kind of build on the Moff Gideon presence, yeah. right? Like we're gonna see, uh, we might even see Moff Gideon return at some point for some sort of questioning interrogation scene. But exactly, uh, and I mean, I'm basing that mostly on the old Thrawn novels, which yeah, I f- watching Mando so far felt to me like what they're leading up to. Right, right. Like mm. you're, you're thinking the heir to the Empire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It won't be one for one, obviously, but I think they might try to use Thrawn as the same villain as he mm-hmm. was in that novel series. And as far as canon books goes, there's not a, any other character in the canon that has more single books now than Thrawn. Thrawn, Thrawn has six novels all about him in the canon, uh, which is really uncommon because like, in the canon these days, they've been focusing in on single stories and not so much trilogies or ongoing like 10 books long series or whatever like they used to in the old EU. So uh, he's really been a focus narrative uh, for at Luke's film. And then bringing him into the Rebels animated show and uh, now these live action shows, they've been hinting that he's going to come. Plus, he's the only character that's already been uh, canonized who would fit as a threat to, to a new rebellion that has just turned to be the new government. Yeah. And as well as someone who would be uh, a threat to, to Luke and the emerging Jedi Academy. Yeah. So unless they're going to yeah. come with just some random person who just shows up out of nowhere. Right. Because Thrawn, what he did was he united a lot of the, the broken segments of the Empire and brought them back together. And yeah. like reunited them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So maybe he's going to be that figure. Um, it's interesting because a lot of this stuff as a psych design to see it, it's almost too bad that they didn't do a lot of this stuff before the sequel trilogy because... It's such a missed opportunity to like connect the dots, right? Because now you know what's gonna happen in the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we know what's gonna happen, right? We know we know that we know what the Force Awakens is like. We know how that trilogy wraps up. And didn't stop you you from liking Revenge of the Sith. No, but that's a story we all wanted to see, right? And (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, these these stories that they're adding in is what these are stories that we want to see. But it's the unfortunate knowing what's going to happen later is, is kind of like the looming mm-hmm. sort of scenario, uh, I guess, because, you know, many people not fond of those stories. So it's it's just like one of those things that if they're trying to connect the dots in a way, like I can appreciate that because I actually, I actually was weirdly enough, like kind of excited that they started putting Snokes in this Mandalorian episode and this like Imperial base and stuff like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, the more, more connected does the better, but at the same time, it doesn't really change what has already happened, I guess. And, and I know there's a fan theory saying like, (laughs) oh, maybe they'll do like a different universe or whatever, but yeah, the Marvel it, yeah, they'll like multiverse it or whatever, but no, I I don't think that's going to happen. I think Star Wars has always been like a singular 
linear timeline, and they're going to stick with that. So There is that window just because of that one episode of Star Wars Rebels, though. Yeah, yeah. People keep really clinging is. to that one thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, do you guys all have any last-minute uh, things to bring up before we wrap it up here? If you guys could change, like, one thing about the show to fix it, what would you do? Make Boba Fett more of a badass and not be so heartwarming. <laughs> I would... Uh, Crueler, I guess I would say. He needs to be more cruel. I would finish the... L- I, w- I would just fix the little gripes I got. You know, it's the little gripes, like... We talking about Bo- Boba or Mandalorian or just all these sh- all these shows? I'm just talking about this show. Yeah, just this show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Cad Bane to me was kind of a was kind of a setter offer, but uh, you know, still love seeing him and everything like that. But that, that, that to me kind of just his look. Yeah, just the look of him and and stuff. Just the way that they presented the character, like it was it was just. Uh, I think it could have been a little better. Well, his introduction but was fine. Just the just the look of him then, you yeah. know, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just want to see Boba Fett ride that Rancor. <laughs> I think it'll happen next episode. In another we're gonna, we're gonna be back here in a week, and I, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna Rancor ride the has Rancor. To play play in some way. It's gotta it's gotta return for sure. That's a good point. I already yeah. forgotten about it because it's been gone for so long. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I guess um, that. Yeah. What about you, Darian? Blake. Uh. Yeah, I just, like I said, I want to see him ride the Rancor. I want to see this battle play out, like, and I'm curious to see who else we may see, right? There's, there's still some characters that could come, like, that are still alive, so let's see. And I want to see the, the mods just get apart. Just get wrecked. <laughs> just get wrecked. <laughs> Take that, moderators. That's right. No mod can contain me. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, guys, for coming back on the show. Um, I guess we'll uh, we'll catch you in the next one, hopefully. We're looking forward to this finale. Should be good. Yeah. All right, and thank you to all of you guys tuning in at home. We love uh, having an audience, and uh, just had another milestone for how many people have tuned into the show. Had our best month in January, so that's great. Keep sharing those. Uh, keep sharing the podcast and leaving reviews and uh, really helps us out. Look forward to Star Wars Podcast Day right around the corner, and of course the Book of Boba Fett finale. May the Force be with you guys. And we'll see you in the next one.